Hello, everyone. Um, uh, this is Dr. Clark and, and Dr. Clark's interns. Uh, this is the second episode of the dogs on, on the couch with the dogs board, I might add. And this is part two of our special interview with a magnificent local businesswoman, Mrs. Kenyon Demps. Uh, Mrs. Demps, uh, if you've listened to, to part one, you, you know, know that she um, has many ventures from personal fitness to elderly care to pageantry and everything above. So I will let Mrs. Demps interview herself. I'm not interview, introduce herself. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate the invitation back and I'm really excited about series two. And just a little bit about me. Um, I have been working in the senior citizen industry for as long as I can remember. It actually started in middle school, which is a long, long, long time ago. And we always had an opportunity to choose like volunteer work. So middle school, high school, I always chose working with seniors. It was kind of a natural fit. So I've kind of, I guess, built it upon that. And I am currently the executive director of the nursing home. It's 120 beds. Been doing this, gosh, a little over 20 years now. I totally love it. And in my spare time, I also direct and run a pageant for um, senior women age 50 to 59. And then we have a second pageant, 60 and up. It's the Senior Jacksonville and the Miss Senior Diva pageant. And then when I have a little free, free time, I do vision boarding and do Zumba Gold for seniors. So that's a little snapshot of what I do in the senior industry. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, yes ma'am. Thank you for, for introducing uh, that aspect of yourself to everyone. So um, if you don't mind, we are going to start with the questions. And uh, Derek, the hip hop historian, you are up first. All righty, Mrs. Demps. All righty. So I want to know, could you give us, could you give us a description on how you decided to embark on the venture of elderly care? Well, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned in my introduction, it was something that kind of fell upon me because I connect very well with seniors. A lot of times people will say, well, I love kids. And for me, it just happened to be seniors and I just kind of meshed together, whether I was at a park or at a grocery store or um, at a meeting with my parents from middle school on up. It's always like that senior would ask me for help or some type of guidance, or I was sitting next to them and we would end up talking. And so, that was the beginning, but when I branched away from my parents and went off to college, um, I was looking at being a social worker, and I did graduate with my first degree in social services, and my first position was um, in a nursing home, and really liked that. Prior to that, um, we had to choose an internship, and I did the process of, of elimination. I knew I couldn't do mental health because I'm way too scary. Um, and I did try it, but it just did not work out. I was always looking over my back and just I was making myself as crazy as they were. I tried to do kids, but oof, that just did not think well. The passion and the drive wasn't there. 
And then uh, one day, I, one of my mentors introduced me to coming to his nursing home and doing some volunteer work, and it was a great fit. I liked it. I liked talking to the seniors. I like. I just, it was a good fit. Love what I do. So it's a hard job, a very deserving position. Um, it's a position that people don't always see or you don't wake up and say, I'm going to be a nursing home administrator. Yeah. Like you don't do that. So you definitely have to love it and, and have someone open the door for you to even acknowledge what it is. Hmm. Awesome. That's awesome. something. Like, did you ever know that there was a such thing as a nursing home administrator? Um, I I heard of it before, but I never knew what it was exactly. What about Fine. you, Derek? I never heard of that specific position. I've heard of director, but I've never heard of administrator. No. Yeah, and you know, you can go to school to become a nursing home administrator. And it's a specialized field. You know, we have to go and become licensed, um, take a, a board test that pretty much kicks your butt to take, but you take it. And you are, or I am, responsible for every facet of the nursing home, from the business office to the care to the regulations, from A through Z. So it's, it can be complex. You just have to really trust the people up under, under you and you just really need to know the regulations. So I like it. Awesome, awesome. It's, it's good to know. It's passion directed behind the work that you do. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, so um, I'll go next with my question. Uh, so what would you say was your most rewarding moment in elderly care thus far? Well, I'm going to stick, you know, I, I have my hands in a lot of senior citizen related things. So I'm going to stick for this interview, uh, make it more so align the nursing home aspect. For the nursing homes, I think the most rewarding part has been having a, having someone come into the center that's not able to do for themselves. They're not able to walk. Or maybe they come in and they have a trach where they're not able to speak. Or maybe they're just totally out of it. And, and I have about three residents currently um, that have been in this position. And the rewarding part of it, because those characteristics don't sound exciting. But the most rewarding part is when you look one year later and you see that we have helped that resident get back on their feet and they're able to take steps. Are they going from being totally bedridden to being in the wheelchair, from being in the wheelchair to now taking a few steps, from now taking a few steps to taking more steps and they're able to go outside on their own, where they no longer have that trick and they're able to open their eyes and they're not delusion on hallucinating anymore. So that is very rewarding because a lot of times people see or they hear the word nursing home and they cringe, like, I don't want to be there. I don't want to go there. And they have this negative um, thought about what a nursing home is. 
But the rewarding piece is being able to provide the therapy and the care and services that a resident needs in a way that they can actually say bye to the nursing home. So I find that very, very rewarding. Well, well because um, it's always nice to, to hear a positive thing. Cause, you know, uh, nursing homes at times can, can get um, a bad public perception from people yeah. because, because, you know, there could be cases that comes out about abuse or misallocation yeah. of funds, et cetera, et cetera. So even, it's always nice to hear about the more positive side. But even, are you know what I'm saying, Derek? Sorry, even when you look in, uh, like, TV, for example, yeah. you know, TV does exactly portray, you know, the nursing home as the most desirable place to be. Right. And I totally agree with you about that. I mean, nobody wants to go there. You don't wake up and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to the nursing home today. No one does that. It's some. It's a place that has gotten so much negativity that that's all people know. And so when I tell someone I'm a nursing home administrator, there's crickets because they don't know what to say. They don't know if it's good. They don't know if it's bad. They don't know what to do with me. They don't know. And you're exactly right. What people know is it's a bad place to be. If I go, I'm going to be abused. If I go, people are going to steal from me. And what people don't know is there's so many regulations that attempt to prevent it and lessen it. And if you are in a nursing home or you have you, you, have, you suspect fraud or neglect or abuse, there are so many phone numbers and resources out there to get help against the nursing home. You can call someone to come in and investigate it on your behalf, and it can be anonymous. And I think one of the things for me has been just educating people about nursing homes and assisted living and home health. We don't know the resources that are out there. And a lot of people, when they have to place mom, dad, or another loved one, or even their child, their 20-year-old child, I have 20-year-olds in the nursing home. But people don't know the questions to ask or the resources that are available for them to find the nursing home that fits them. Because by the time you get to a nursing home, you're overwhelmed. You don't know how you're going to pay for it. You don't know anyone there. You don't know if you need to live there with your with your mom, your dad. You just don't know. So that's really been my mission of trying to explain to people what nursing homes do, the, the type of care that they provide, what they don't do, and how you pay for it. Hmm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you for trying to, I would say, put a positive light on it. Uh, but uh, uh, on to the next question from Vanessa, Ms. Uh, Chang, who couldn't be here. Um, have you ever had to deal with lonely or depressed clients before? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you think about it, nobody wants to come, right? So you're going to be depressed. Nobody want to be there. So that is 
whether it's loneliness or depression, that is a common characteristic in the nursing home environment, you will find that sons, daughters, loved ones drop mom or dad or whomever off, and once they get comfortable, they may not come as much. So that's a reason to be depressed and lonely. Or you may realize as a resident that it used to be me who was cooking Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner. I used to be there. I used to come to my house and want my sweet potato pie. And now mm, my son and my daughter can no longer make time to come and pick me up because maybe my wheelchair is too heavy or maybe their car is too small or maybe they live five hours away and they cannot afford to come and get me. So depression and loneliness is not uncommon. Now, by law, the nursing home has to provide X amount of activities during the day, on the weekends, and after hours. You'll also find that nursing homes have specialized activity personnel that has an activity calendar for different levels of residents. And when I say different levels, I'm saying that if you have a resident that is alert, they're oriented, they're able to dance and do their thing, then they're, they're easy to provide activities for. But if you have a resident that is confined to his or her room and they're wheelchair bound and maybe they're antisocial, it's going to be a lot harder to provide an activity for them. But by law, the nursing home should be doing something with them encouraging them to come out of their room, um, encouraging others to go and visit with them, making their roommate compatible with them, finding out what type of activities they like and bringing that activity to them. Worst case, if, if after they attempt to get situated in the nursing home, um, you provide the activities and the activities don't work or have no effect, then the last resort is typically some type of medication to, to help lighten their mood. Or they can always see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. But those are worst case things, and it just depends on the person, and it depends on their prior level of function. For example, if you have someone that's always been um, antisocial, they, they like being by themselves, they've always been mean, then you're not going to change, you're not going to do a lot of change because that is who that person is. But if you have someone that's been the life of the party, they, are, they typically have been happy, and then they get admitted to the nursing home and you see a big change. So in that case, you know, you're going to assess them clinically. If everything comes back rah-rah, then you're going to start looking at what type of activities would make them happy what would help them get situated and satisfied in the center, what would keep them from being unlonely. And then once you know the, the root cause of their depression or their loneliness, then the nursing home should address it from that angle. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 
more than you want to know, huh? Yes, but thank you for for um clearing that up for for people who may not know. <laughs> thank you for clearing that up. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, it's so much, right? It's so much, you know, because there's some things you just don't think about, right? Right. What people know is I can no longer take care of my mom. I can no longer take care of my dad. So, bummer. I I need to I need them to go to a nursing home. Why? Because I work full time. I can't stop my job and and not pay my bills, but mom's mom or dad still needs care. So that's how nursing homes come in play. People typically don't want to go to them, but they have to go to them to get the care that they need. And if people took time to read their surveys, every nursing home has a survey. It, it has to be either in the lobby, somewhere prominent where people can just walk in and, and read. You can read the survey. It'll tell you that every nursing home has issues, but the survey will tell you what type of issues they've had, whether it's, whether it's been care issues, whether it's been um, social worker issues, food issues. It will tell you that. It will also tell you whether it's been isolated, like one or two people out of 100 people, or if it's, or if it's widespread, meaning 80 out of 100 people. So if there's one piece of information that I want to leave is that there are resources available for you to learn and understand nursing home care. And then there's a survey or an, or an inspection that nursing homes have annually. It's unannounced. And that will help whoever is looking for a nursing home see what the prior inspection outcomes were. Knowledge mm -hmm. yes, is power. Thank you. It is. Knowledge is power. And we all must gain more power. But no, uh, Derek, uh, you uh, have a, a question next. I do have a question. So my question is actually, this next question is actually two questions in one. Um, so I would like to know, like, what advice would you give to younger people concerning interactions with the elderly? And in general, what is the most important aspect of interactions uh, with other people in nursing homes that you think other people think in general most, should know? Okay. I think the most important interaction is one to show empathy and care and to be non judgmental. When you're non judgmental, then you're willing to learn and you're willing to interact with the other person. Sometimes it appears as though younger people don't understand older people, and they don't realize that every second of their day, they're aging, mm -hmm. and that one day they will be there sooner than they expect. So if there's one interaction, it would be just to care, just to interact, just to talk. There's so much wisdom that seniors have to share, but they're not going to share it, or sometimes they don't share it unless they are asked. Why? Because they don't believe that they are valued. 
They don't believe that they have a place. Their time has passed. Now it's time for the young people to get up and do. But if we are able to come together, we'll be so much more powerful. And we'll be less judgmental. And we would care. Yes, ma'am, I agree with that. Um, when there are generational, um, I would say, differences, it becomes harder to make a bridge uh, be- between the two generations. You know, uh, you may, like you said, the, the younger people don't understand the older people and vice versa. And it's just uh, without a bridge, they're, like you said, it becomes judgmental. And, um, you know, I know we all may have been in situations like that where because someone doesn't have a certain level of empathy on either side, uh, things get lost in translation. Correct. Yes, ma'am. But um, we have a final question from Mr. Um, Hunter Graham, who also couldn't be with us today. Um, what are the most important aspects in a nursing home to be comfortable for the elderly? To be comfortable? Yes, ma'am. To be comfortable, you know, if you go back to why why would someone be admitted? They're admitted because they, they need the care. And so my response would be the most comfortable thing is safety and knowing that you are in good hands. Because when you know that you are in good hands and that someone's going to take care of your clinical needs, your financial needs, and your basic needs, you know, food, water, shelter, then it makes you comfortable. Because you've got to have the basic needs and you have to make sure you have the financial part. So that makes that makes most people comfortable. So seniors living in a nursing home, they're no different. And I think people in nursing homes want to know that someone values them, someone has their best interests, and that they're going to be taken care of. Now, that doesn't make them want to be there more because they have to be there. But it definitely adds peace of mind when you don't have to worry about how your $10,000 plus monthly bill is going to be taken care of or how you're going to eat or whether or not you're going to get your medications that day. Those three things add comfort. Hmm. Well, thank you for for stating that uh, because like we've already stated before in this interview, um, it it can be an uncomfortable situation, especially mentally for for the the elderly who live there. So you you have to do, um, even though they still have to be there, you, you still have to do put things in place for them to find at least more tolerable. Right. 
Yes, okay. Yeah, so, and you know what? You know, everyone should really just visit one because they're not as bad as what they sound, right? So a lot of nursing homes now have they're they're jamming. You know, they have things going on like a cruise ship. I know it's hard to believe because you hear the word nursing home, but it's so very true. They have parties, they have dances. Um, with regulations, even with intimacy, nursing nursing homes have to provide space and privacy if two residents decide to get with each other. So hmm. life doesn't have to end, and for a lot of them, it doesn't end. Yeah, they go on outings every week, and people would say, "Well, they just play bingo." That is not true. That is not true. They do a lot of different things these days and go to a lot of different places. So I, I would suggest that people go and visit one, volunteer. And volunteering doesn't have to be, you know, 20, 30, 100 hours. You can volunteer for a week, a couple of hours a day. And I would bet that your heart starts to, to open up more and you will realize, gosh, they need you just as much as you need them. Yes, ma'am. I because um, in in a way, it's like a. It sounds like it's a way for them to almost rediscover themselves. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that. But um, now that we're finished with that sort of news. Um, Please tell us about the successful uh, Miss Senior uh, Jacksonville pageant that has happened recently during the summer. Because I, I heard oh, it was a smashing success. It was a smashing success. We had 15, <laughs> 15 contestants, and oh my goodness, they were wonderful to work with. I mean, wonderful to work with. And I'm not just saying that, but wonderful group of women, um, we were able to reel in 533 people just in the audience. And that does not include like judges, our vendors, the contestants, the pageant team. It was such a good showing. And oh my gosh, the ladies came out with pumped up energy. The opening number song was the Cupid Shuffle. We opened up the doors. The ladies look beautiful. And just think when you turn the Cupid Shuffle on, everybody is ready to jam. The contestants jam from the back door all the way up to the to the stage. The audience was all pumped up and involved. It was a huge, huge success. Huge success. Um, from beginning to end very vibrant group of ladies, very vibrant and energized audience. Um, the contestants entertained. The entertainment was good. And the pageant was long, right, because it was 15 ladies. But I don't think anyone felt like, oh, bummer, I need to go. This is not what I expected. Because, again, you hear senior pageant, right? And you think, oh, what in the world is this going to be about? But oh no, this is not the senior pageant, you know, with frail people. These ladies are active seniors and they really dispel the myth of aging. Like they really 
did. So I'm, I'm excited about them. We have two new winners. Um, Darby Mueller is our Miss Senior Diva between the age of 50 and 59. And we have Kim St. Clair Seals, who is our Miss Senior Jacksonville. And um, Kim's platform is all about women taking care of their hearts and um, heart disease and just bringing awareness to that. And Darby's platform is Alzheimer's, the Alzheimer's Association and just bringing awareness to Alzheimer's. So they have a um, pretty robust range uh, where they are going throughout the city, bringing lots of awareness, and I'm pretty excited to be working with them. Yes, ma'am. That's good. That that's good because I know um because I've had a few um people who listened to the last part of our our interview, and they um they they wanted to know how things went and and so where would they be able to find information concerning uh the next event or updates or things of that sort? Well, they can follow me on Facebook um, under a season affair. And they can also follow the website. The website is a seasonedaffair.com. So even for the 2019 pageant, we have women that have already called, and they do not want to miss next year. So we have women that have already enrolled in the pageant for next year, which is simply amazing. Um, I think one of the successes for this year, I mean, not only the number of contestants and the number in the audience that came out to support, but one of our goals has always been for the women to stay together, to build friendships, to be among like-minded women. And gosh, we did it this year. We did it now. A lot of times, you know, because it is a competition, you know, you make it known that there's only one winner, right? But there's always somebody who's like, I should have won, and they're pouting, right? This year, these women walked away feeling vested, feeling like they have been on a good journey that allowed them to be themselves, and that especially gave them permission to, I guess, re feel reinvented or be reinvented. So I'm, I'm excited about it. It was good to see. Um, it was good to see the camaraderie. And we've had women that have been in and out of the hospital since the pageant. And just the amount of support towards those women that have been sick has been amazing. So for me, it's, it's more than a pageant. Because if we can connect women to women, great. If we can teach women how to journal, which we did, and they can feel healed from, from internally to externally, then mission accomplished. If we, could, if we can help women feel more confident in who they are, check, mission accomplished. So to me, it's, just, it's more than just a pageant. So I'm excited about years to come. We are getting ready to branch out for Missing Your Tampa in April, May of next year. And then we're going to tackle 
We are walking on faith and tackling Miss Senior Atlanta next fall. Wow. That's what I said. Yeah, that's a big market hmm. there. Yeah, so we're excited about those two things. It's going to require some work and extra hands, but I believe we can pull it off. And I think because our heart and mind are in the right place for it, it's going to work. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, even though I wasn't able to, to make the last event, because I think I went to the one the, the year last or the year before last, um, I'm from different pictures and different reactions from those. Uh, I can tell everyone enjoyed themselves and everyone performed to the best of their ability. Yes, it was it was really good. A surprising, like, wow. Wow. Yeah. And it's it was our 10th year anniversary. So we really tried to keep things upbeat and to speak to the ladies that it was bigger than a pageant. So I think the mission was accomplished, and we're moving forward to planning the 2019 Miss Senior Diva and Miss Senior Jacksonville pageant. Yes, ma'am, and I am excited about it. But before we leave, Derek, was there anything else you had to say or ask? Well, as a usual question, I usually do. Uh, are there any questions that you have for us, or in any last comments that you think are that you want to leave that are important? Well, the only thing is if there's someone out there that wants to learn more about nursing homes, how they work, how people pay for them, um, how to research them, or just general questions about a nursing home, I am available. They can reach me through Facebook or they can send an email or shoot me a, a text message or give me a call because it's important to understand nursing homes before placing someone in one. And then if anyone is interested in the pageant, then definitely they can reach out to me. And as far as a question for the two of you, I want to say I'm very first proud of both of you for being steadfast with this program and being diverse and taking your time to interview not only me, but the variety of speakers you've had in the past. So I've been following you on Facebook and you and your team does a really good job. So hats off to the two of you. So my question to you is, where do you see this going in a year, two years? Um, are you sure about that, Derek? Yes, I'm very sure. Okay. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and say this. Number one, I expect for us to expand. Um, when it comes to getting more people uh, to want to expand their brands and, and to advertise our brands through us, I expect for us to have different businesses and especially local businesses to contact us about different ventures. I even expect for, uh, on a personal note, for each of each of our personal endeavors outside of this to enhance because of our work with this organization. Like, for example, uh, Derek makes music 
or uh, he, he he wants to seriously make music outside of his his career after he graduates from college, and um, with our organization that has helped him in a way. Or for Vanessa, which she's not here yet, but she's expressed interest in in the dance arts and and anything concerning dance and music, and this has helped her. Uh, get in contact with different people in that regard and expand her rights as an education through research. And me, I, I, I love writing. I'm a writer. Uh, part of what we do or part of what I do for the organization is I post different types of biographical writings, um, which you've most likely seen because I know Derek's seen it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So we hope to expand it in those ways and more. There's so many that I can't. <laughs> If I started going going in, it, I would it would be a two hour hour phone call. So, and right for for me, one of the things I hope to have within the next year, I hope to have more content creators uh, to join us and to display or give information about things that they're passionate about. Definitely, if anyone you know listens to our podcast or. You know, it's just passionate about specific topics in general and wants a platform to do so, reach out to us, you know, and I hope to have more people to do so. And I also, okay. within the next, you know, year, the thing that I hope for is to have more interviews with, you know, more diverse groups of people, you know. I want to be able to interview executives educators uh you know just all sorts of people from college students to big names well well, very well just know that if there's a way that i could help you to grow if there's someone that you know i have contact with or someone on my facebook page feel free to reach out this is by no means a one-way street so i want to help you as well so best wishes to you too. Awesome. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank, uh, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Um, this uh, has really, and I can see how this is going to open doors for, for everyone. Uh, and ma'am, like I said, keep up with what you're doing because your work with senior women, with elderly women, um, has left a mark on a few people, especially, again, I've gotten a lot of feedback um, from the, the last interview, and they, they've said that they love what you do after seeing and doing research on you. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm glad it's making a difference um, to the contestants, to their families, and to the community. It's amazing the positive impact that it has made to so many even when that wasn't, you know, like the goal. So I appreciate hearing that. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. But if if um if that is it, uh, we would like to close up. Alrighty. Well, y'all have a great weekend. You as well, ma'am. Okay All then. Right. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Derek. Yeah, I'm here. Let me call you right back. I'm gonna close this off so I can save it. Just, just save. Oh, oh no, oh, oh, oh no. Uh, is it? Because I actually I have another phone call.
Okay. I have to make another phone call because someone called me while um, we were doing this. Okay. But I, I will make sure I call you right back as we finish. Okay. Yes, ma'am.